0: All right, describe a time when you were stuck in your faith. What happened and what would you tell someone who is in that place? Get out. (laughs) Like, get out of my office, I can't deal with you right now. Get out of
1: the church,
2: (laughs) get outside.
1: Get out, and what I mean by get out is not necessarily leave your faith, but get out there and explore the other facets that your faith offers.
2: Welcome to episode 184 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft-brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can catch new episodes weekly as the reverends Brian Burkoff, Shannon Weston, and Ogan Holder address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And perhaps you're drinking that good
1: brew, or you'd like to drink that good brew in one of our Pupyology pint glasses. I don't have one. I'm traveling from a spot. But there you go. Shannon's got one. You can get one of these by donating $25 or more to NoKidHungry.org. I
0: would so love an excuse to leave the house. Please make me mail you one.
1: <laughs> Sh- Shannon. Do it for me. Shannon, Shannon's having a big kid day. <laughs> lots, of, lots of kids, lots of hours.
0: Don't worry. I'll go after hours when nobody's there. But I just, any reason to get in the car right now. <laughs> This week, we're talking about writings, what about ism, and um, what happens when you're stuck in your face. So, Brian, what are you drinking today? Let's start with you.
2: Yes. Well, we are in the last week of my dry January, but I do have uh, a non alcoholic brew. This is the free wave by Athletic Brewing, a non alcoholic double hop IPA style beverage. And I will say, it's I've got to be better than that. You, it's it's way better than the one I had last episode. This one is like, okay. this one I would drink anytime.
0: Got it. Yeah. He sent me a picture of that Heineken Zero, and I was like, Whoa.
2: oh, no, I like that too.
0: Yeah. Heineken well, Zero's the review good. was, it's good if you like Heineken. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ogan, what are you drinking today?
1: Um, lazy Days. By Silver Branch Brewing here in Maryland. That's where I am today. That feels right. This is this is the this is the last of my uh, summer stash that I I'm currently at my girlfriend's house and I'm uh, it's the last of the summer stash. So nice. lazy days and it's been I don't know what the what did it ice over where you are today? Shannon? We it was icy weather. Stash.
0: Well, that was a good setup for what I'm drinking because okay. we got about an eighth of an inch of snow um, last night. So I am drinking uh New Belgium's accumulation. <laughs> nice this is mostly for my friends in Chicago who did, are like, it's a foot an, and still going.
2: I was gonna say, did you say an eighth of an inch?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Like it was a dusting at best, you know. It nice. was enough to make some slush, you know. There you, well, there was
2: a weather alert. I opened my weather app this morning because I knew we were likely gonna have a snow day for the kids and and uh and it was set to Washington, D.C. And it said winter weather yeah, alert. You, so
1: you, I was going to say, you lived here. You know what an eighth of an inch does to the, to the it, it was enough area. for the
0: kids to be like, it's snowing. And Duts then, everything you know. Down, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, but this is for snow days all across the eastern part of the country. Northeastern part of the country. You yeah. know, perfect, everywhere. Perfect. So, um, all right. Do you prefer to write with a pencil or a pen?
1: I'm like, who writes anymore? Don't we all type? Aren't we oh my gosh, phones, I just had to sticker, order a new computers? notebook because I
0: write all the time.
1: Seriously? Yeah. See, there it is. Oh man, I don't remember the last actually written, writ, 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 wrote. Wrote,
0: written. Hand. Now
1: I do go, I do, when I am reading a book, like I'm prepping for a talk or something, I do like to use a pencil to mark. Yeah. You know, I'll, yes. I, will, I won't highlight. I will like draw around. Yeah, the entire paragraph, me too. Scribble notes. For that, I'll use a pencil but. Yeah, Honestly. I only
0: pencil in books. I will not pen in yeah. books. Agreed. I remember last
1: I, I like wrote wrote out. And I even, when I journal, I even, I'm typing. I'm even handwriting.
0: With our big snowstorm, our internet went out for like three seconds today. And... Um, I don't know what happened, but I, I think honestly there were four kids doing uh virtual learning and Derek was recording a podcast, and so my computer was just like, nope, you don't get any internet, sorry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I so I actually hand wrote um my journaling, which I don't usually do because um, you know, I have carpal tunnel and stuff in my hand and it usually cramps up, but I was good. I just wrote two pages. Nice. Um, but I have a recommendation. So first off, I'm a pen. I like I always use pens. Pen. I I like felt tip pens. I have very, very specific pens that I like. I like good pens. I also like really, really nice, like, not calligraphy pens, but you know what I mean, like, yeah, the ones that the fancy people give you. And I'm like, yeah, I like
1: these, like pens. fountain pens.
0: Kinda, yeah. Only that they not bust. I, I all used over to. you.
1: fountain pens. Used to be my jam. Like, I, I think
0: they're, I think they're like roller pens, but they're really nice ball points you know mm-hmm. like so they're not the fountain that the cartridge bakes or anything but right. they're
1: hmm.
0: i don't know i There's... need good
1: i need drag i need a good not cumbersome but I, I i need a good drag to like slow me down a little bit like yeah. those are like gel roller things where like you you know
0: yeah
2: you try
1: to You're... stop writing and you have your your pen, your pen just keeps sliding across You're bleeding the page. Well, all over
2: the page
0: my issue is too with with um i'd like drag my hand across it and it like the ink smears, right? right. So like the felt yeah. tip doesn't do that. Um, so so it Brian, dries quicker. when yeah. you when
1: yeah. you weren't here, Often we would kind of like have this internal debate of like, what's going on in his life that would make him ask these ask this questions, question. especially the opening ones. Like the, the 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 ones further down, we were clear half the time were probably like your you know your campaign bullet points, your talking points that you were, you were into the show. Early
0: on, that was very clear. Um, <laughs> um,
1: but but so so I am just curious, like this this seems a little too particular to be random so so what what's going on that you're asking could you not find a pencil or a pen and this prompted what what prompted this question here
2: yes one of my high schoolers was looking for pencils and a pencil sharpener and i saw some pens handy but not pencils so it just got me thinking yeah what do people like to write with you know i i think i prefer to write with a pencil but if i'm writing something that's going to be long at all it's probably going to be a pen or you know but i'd like the feel of a pencil but if it's something like a like a journal like mm-hmm. shannon noted i know i want it to last a long time a pen just feels more permanent and like pencil can feel like it might you know rub off the page after some time or whatever but also agree writing in books always pencil
0: yeah
1: there you go folks. So art, this is art, art in life.
0: This is my tip for disorganized people like I am. So, um, I, I keep my calendar in my phone because that's helpful. And I have multiple, I have a work calendar and a home calendar and a, yeah. a, a personal, you know, shared with Derek calendar and then shared with the kids. Cause they all have, you know, whatever, but this is my notebook and everything goes in this notebook, like notes during a meeting, personal journaling, like conversation things ideas whatever because i kept having all these different notebooks for those separate things and i wouldn't be able to find the right notebook or have the right notebook at the same at the right time and everything is in one notebook oh. so all i have to do is flip through it and i can find everything i need so i actually had to order a new one cuz i'm down to like six pages so See, a couple
1: um, a couple years ago a couple few maybe 5 6 years ago i had this idea of trying to go paperless um, and make everything electronic. Part of it was I kept having trouble keeping up with the notebooks and the papers and Mm -hmm. they were never there when I wanted them or, or whatever. So I'm like, you know, how about I go to the cloud? I go paperless. So every that's, that's why I think I write physically write on paper as little as I do now. Cause Mm. I try, I'm trying to reduce my uh, footprint.
0: Yeah. I tried to do that. And then I was using like 15 sticky notes. (laughs) Like I just kept pulling sticky notes, and then I was like, "Forget it, I can't do this." Because I I need checklists. Like I have so many lists, and then I yeah. couldn't find the list. And there's something and I... about
2: the tactile, you know, yeah. feeling of of physically writing that's somehow satisfying to me.
0: Right, I
1: like the tactile of a keyboard. Like yeah. that that works for me too. Like I yeah. I I sure. I like a keyboard with with you know the keys got a nice clickety travel. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But I don't dislike that, it. That. Yeah. I just
0: I write faster on the keyboard. Like yeah. I can if I'm like writing oh, a yeah. sermon or something, I never write write that out. It's all clicking. When I go to when yeah, I go to I don't. hand
1: right now, it's a mess because my hand can't keep up with as fast as I think exactly. Yeah. So I keep making mistakes and scratching
2: words out. So
0: although I have preached plenty yeah. of sermons from sticky notes, I have to say.
2: There you go. <laughs> there you go.
0: (laughs) Point one, point two.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There are times if I, if I'm doing a sermon that uh, is, I don't know, sometimes I'll, I'll switch between typing out a sermon and then writing just notes. And when I do the notes, it's usually pencil and it's usually like shapes and drawings and arrows and that's usually pencil.
0: Now do you, sorry, totally off topic. Do you legal pad or do you like notebook? Like what do you have?
2: No, I I just use a blank sheet of paper that I grab out of the printer. <laughs>
0: printer paper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what i have
0: yeah i'm very specific okay so first off you know i love office supplies i love every kind of office supply and i love office supply shopping so i have these very specific uh um, yeah, yeah. yellow legal pads they're actually letter sized that are wide ruled because i write really big and they're hole punched so that when i tear it out i can stick it in my notebook
2: i love it <laughs> funny. i love it you know, there's so- an advantage to that because you keep things whereas i like everything's scattered or it's all loose and like you get
0: like do you not pretend like i'm organized and i just
2: end up throwing it out
0: no no, no. So. my my office manager organizes that shit like i don't do it yeah I,
2: my, i'm <laughs> my true. office manager
0: exactly Exactly.
1: the one the one compromise that i've experimented with and, and joy joy got me onto this as she was getting ready to go to college is something called the i think it's called rocket book but basically it's mm-hmm. it's they're almost like dry erase type texture sheets of paper and there's like maybe just eight in the spiral bound book and you write with an erasable pen but you can write in it and then using their app when you snap a picture of what mm. you write because of a qr code on the page it sticks it into a specific nice. google Ooh. drive folder so you can write
0: evernote um, does that too yeah, that i like yeah. it,
1: and then then wipe the page out so i tried that for a while but because of the erasable nature of the paper and the pen, it's not a great feel. And again, typing just works faster. So I
0: feel like it's okay that we just went on these tangents because as I ask our next question, I feel like the setup is really important.
1: (laughs) I feel there's gonna be a lot of tangents on this one too. Hang in there listeners, hang in there.
0: (laughs) So would you be more inclined to write a poem, an article, an essay, a novel, a nonfiction book, screenplay? So here's what I'm gonna say. it says a sermon or other. All three of us, we write sermons regularly. Yeah. Leave that. So let's Chenault. take that one out for us, you know. Um, so what are you if you're writing, is this for fun, Brian? You think? If you're writing for fun, what are you most likely to write? Would you say?
2: Well, it, yeah, great question. I mean, because I think and was there's there's what you question. would actually do and what you might aspire to do, right? Was this sure. question
0: based
1: on the homework assignment of your high schooler who was looking who for was a looking for already? a pencil? <laughs> it was not. No, it was not. It
2: just got, just continued with the writing theme, you know. Sure, sure.
0: So again, it depends on what paper I'm writing on as to what I'm writing.
2: <laughs> what pen we're using?
0: This what pen a, we're you using? You know,
1: this is a great moment for me to say I usually write. Um, I'm I'm back to doing some long form blogging. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a great moment to pl- to plug my blog on the vocal.media platform vocal.media search for me Holder, as an author. And the great thing about this platform is it uh, it is a monetization platform. so I get I get pennies on the read but you can also leave me a tip if you like what I've written Vocal so, me Vocal.media
2: Great.
0: great. Boom. other other people could probably switch over to that So point. we didn't include Everybody blog posts
2: here but that counts as like an, an article or an essay right I was going to
0: say I would put that under one of those two Yeah, yeah. I I and and same thing with journaling I was going to say like probably essay right That's yep. you know um So, so and, the latest
1: post I put up there yesterday was a tribute cuz today is the 1 year anniversary I know you guys are big football people but the 1 year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's uh, mm. sudden Horrific death. Him and like death. I can't
0: believe that was just a year ago. You a know what year I mean?
1: ago, right? Like real. I like,
0: so like my so mind much. is like, no, that was, you know.
2: We've, we've so, experienced yeah. a decade since then.
1: <laughs> it <Exactly>. sure <laughs> felt like it. Exactly. It is sure felt like it. So I had written something last year, and now I I did a, like a I kind of reposted it with a reflection on you know here we are a year later, and I think yeah. because of all we've been through with the pandemic and stuff, it's still just as surreal, right? Yes. Because Shortly after that happened was when everything just started. Yeah,
0: everything yeah, just pandemic,
1: almost shutting down. It was almost like there wasn't that space to process what had happened with that. Yep. and 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 that happens with a lot of us, right? Uh, something we 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 lose someone very close to us, but because of the nature of how life has to keep going, there isn't that space. And then all of a sudden, like we're on vacation, a year or two later or something, and all of a sudden, boom. Because we've created the space, now we we kind of really feel the grief that we have kind of not intentionally put off to the side, but life we we didn't we didn't make the space intentionally or unintentionally to process it. But yeah, a, a year ago, uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and seven others killed in this helicopter crash. And it's it's been surreal. And a lot of a lot of um, like his fellow players and coaches and people in the air kind of blogging how like they still haven't processed it yet. You know, under normal circumstances, a year isn't a long time to process something. But because, again, Mm -hmm. how the pandemic and how folks have had to adjust, it's just been, yeah.
0: I may be actually giving an example of question three, (laughs) but I'm going to say it anyway. It's interesting to me, as you talked about that, how nine people's deaths were so... um, you know, all over the news. It took us days. We processed that publicly in all these different forums and ways. And here we are 400,000 people are dead and we haven't right. even acknowledged that kind of grief, that basic level of grief. Um, because,
1: I mean, because, because they kept coming so far. like, there was no time before you can think, yeah. Right. How many, what do we at? Three close to 4,000 a day. We right? hit
0: 400. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we're averaging like a, uh, I forget they just posted with it United Kingdom just hit a hundred thousand deaths and I'm just like, Y'all cute. You know you know what number we're
0: at? Right. Right. Now we're so, significantly bigger as well. So, but but, but I,
1: there's there's that. But again, there are also countries that uh, what is it like Australia or, or right. some, I some mean, countries who have maybe not hundreds even a hundred deaths yeah. yet? Yeah. Uh, so so one can argue about the size, but one can also make the case for for how they dealt with it versus how we dealt with it. Either either way, you know, when we get to a point where I think that death rate, um, you know, slows all the way back down because of vaccines, or we actually, you know, all take this seriously, um, you know, a year plus later, then I think is when we'll really truly begin to be able to have the space to process
0: mm-hmm.
1: all who and what we've lost in the past year, and and it's it's gonna be tough. For a lot of
2: us, if not all of us, yeah. And I, I, it felt needed and meaningful to have even a moment a week ago, uh, yes. in which mm-hmm. there was, you know, the the brief ceremony on the Mall with uh, the President uh, Elect and Vice President Elect. That that just felt like a national moment to to take stock and to hold space for the the losses. And it especially felt meaningful because this whole pandemic under the prior administration, it was always we're doing really great you know yeah. you're wrong if you think we're not and or this is really inconvenient because i had a really good stock market going and this has ruined my chances for re-election there was no approach of empathy and that's what made last week i think really needed
0: yeah so the question is when someone responds to a conversation on an issue with yeah but and then brings up a totally different subject how do you respond where and when do you see this happening most often? And why is it hard for people to stay on topic? Mm-hmm. And I actually think this is good with the absolute, the thing we just talked about, right? Because where I'm hearing this most right now is we need a national mourning. We need to, we're going to have to figure out how to grieve these, these lives and our healthcare workers and therapists and helping profession people who are about to lose their minds and everything else and then somebody goes yeah but the economy and i'm like that no (laughs) right like no classic sorry that's that's immediately where my mind went because that's where i'm seeing it the most
2: and that happened a whole lot like as someone who ran for office during a pandemic year like when you tried to talk about or you know this tended to be more a democratic approach like here are the measures we need to take to keep people safe, to keep people healthy, to slow the spread, you know, lower the curve, all that language. The response was often, yeah, but the economy, instead of realizing that if we take care of this pandemic, that's good for the economy also. It's not either or.
0: Right. And when we're talking about mourning and grief, now is not the time to talk about money. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, Let's let's take it out of the economy language. Right. I'm not saying jobs aren't important and they don't they don't um, lead to good and healthy life. Right. The conversation is, though, people are grieving and people are in hardship. And then you're trying to pull me over here in this direction that I'm like, that conversation can be had. But right now we're talking about something else.
1: Well that right. tells me that tells me the other person is not engaged in empathetic listening. It's I've made up my mind about this topic and I don't want to hear any other arguments. I'm not open to hearing any other arguments and that's it. So there's there's not a listening there. The yeah buts the yeah buts are also are always for me to not listen in. the not listening. The uh also the uh, uh what do you mention with the the what right? Mm-hmm. That's also not really listening because i think that when we put ourselves in a place where we are going to actively listen to and consider what the other person is saying it opens us up to you know maybe being wrong and heaven forbid right we're wrong
0: well and i um i used to have this woman in one of my former churches god lover who would always use the phrase in opening up a discussion of don't you think and i was like probably not like whatever's going to come out of your mouth is probably (laughs) not something I think. And and I just think that's, that's really interesting. And I'm, I'm a person who I was listening to a podcast or a a, NPR the other day, an interview. And I do this all the time. I will say something and then I'll stop and go, does that make sense? And that's almost my way of, you know, whatever. And he was doing that. And I was like, yeah, that's really annoying. (laughs) Like I should stop. (laughs) And we all kind of have this. Derek's is, uh, Derek says, uh, oh, shoot. He says it all the time. Here's the thing. That's what he'll say. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. I, I,
2: I say that well, yeah, but, the, you know, yeah, but. So here I go with the yeah, but. The, <laughs> but you can use those examples you well, gave and stay actually, on topic. Brian, <laughs> you can use those those turns of phrase and stay on topic, though. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the whole like turning it. You know, 180 degrees to something totally different. Uh, I tweeted the other day. If I hear, yeah, but what about abortion one more time? I may lose my ever loving mind. Because right. I so often will see whether we're talking maybe about economic things, social safety nets, climate change, etc., people feel like they don't have much to say on that topic in terms of justifying their vote, and then they'll go, or how they could support an immoral person for president. And they'll go, yeah, but what about abortion? And it's like, but that's not the topic right now. Like that. You can't just, just because you don't feel like you have something to say substantively on this doesn't give you permission to shift it to a totally different. But we
0: have, we have
2: their their topic. That's all they have. Right.
0: Right. So we have, we have pandemic and economy. We have basically any politics and, and abortion Are there any others? Like, are there any big ones that we can think of? Well, okay, so
1: climate
0: change. Climate change. Is that just? I don't know. What's Who's the greatest?
2: Well, this is. I was going to say, who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Some. Oh no, we are not having that
0: discussion right now. If you've never lost a
2: Super Bowl, like Joe Montana, you're the greatest. If you've lost, like I don't know, three or more, you may not be the greatest.
0: Yeah, you know what, you guys? Nothing gets my blood boiling so bad right now than this Tom Brady discussion. I know it. I can't do it. Like I so, so,
2: and I know, and I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. And it's it's fine. Like not sorry. I had to, so not no. Sorry. I I actually <laughs> like, and this is just how my life is right now. And I'm super stressed. And I actually need to focus on something that is not important, like football. Right, and the Super Bowl, and so when people start talking about Tom Brady, I'm like, No, this has to remain fun. Like, I need this to remain (laughs) fun.
2: He's having do not touch
0: this. Oh, my! Um, you know, I'm gonna take some time, I'm gonna breathe. Let's
2: let's let's (laughs) see. Brian goes, Yeah, what about? And we weren't even talking about football.
0: Uh, Oh, I, I, that's interesting because it's really not something I get very often, and maybe I live in a bubble where people don't.
2: just
0: agree with me what
2: about family conversations like you're talking about like a certain um thing that happened and there's an issue to deal with the family and someone wants to bring up something from like five or ten years ago and says yeah but what about so is that do you experience that
1: i i I think a lot of it is we don't we don't want to have difficult conversations right that's there's there's an avoidance of that there's an avoidance because again it leads us into a lot of Personal inquiry and introspection that a lot of us just don't want to do, so it's easier to change the topic, or uh, as, yeah. as as well. It's
2: true.
0: And you're assuming though that the yeah but is a non-controversial topic, and or that they are or something, and that to me is not always the case in the examples that we yeah. we gave.
1: That's true. We could seriously escalate the conversation with a with a yeah but as well.
0: Right. Because yeah. if, if you and I were having a discussion about climate change and why you should or why, you know, political views or whatever. And you say, yeah, but I'm always going to vote this way because abortion, like that's more controversial to me than less. Right. Because right. now we have a thirty seven thousand topics that I need to go through with you. <laughs> not right. I'm not. And, and I don't even have to mention abortion. Right. On. Right ethics and morality and blah, 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 if that's right. your concern. So right. I, I don't know, and I think, but I do think it's, you know, I think that, yeah, but other conversation is, um, maybe that's part of the motivation is, I think this is less controversial and let's just agree. Or it's the, um, this is what I care about, right? Like, let's yes. go back, you know, it. this is where I'm the expert. And so I have the advantage if I'm over here and i th- i think that's where you you are yeah, also I think i think to.
2: that's i think that's often the case it's it's that i'm i'm more passionate about it and maybe i feel a little more knowledgeable or i've justified you know my if we're talking about politics i've justified my vote by this issue so i'm always going to steer it there versus yeah. other things i feel less
0: i mean this happens all the time with about. scripture and top it's not necessarily off topic though like we'll talk about women in ministry or, you know, the LBGTQ community and the accepting nature. And they'll go, yeah, but what about the scripture? Yeah. And you're like, and and actually it is a little bit, they think it's on topic, but it's actually off topic, right? Because you're going, that's not really what he meant, you know, like Paul kind of meant this and Deuteronomy says this and, you know, but you're also like, you don't want to have that discussion. with
2: Do me. we have examples of someone talking to God and God saying something and they're like, yeah, but.
0: Abraham. Right Abraham like God's gonna destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, or which one one of them, right? Yeah, and Abraham goes, yeah, but what if I can find? What if I can find a hundred group people you
2: right? So not it's not a changing the topic, but it's a hold your roll there,
0: yeah, yeah, slow your roll, God slow, slow your, your roll. Roll. <laughs>
1: didn't didn't Moses have to do that too when when the when he was up on the mountain and mm. and they rolled out the golden calf and God was like, all right, I've had it. I'm writing them out and was like, out to talk God back. Yeah. It seemed like there's a lot of talking God back. <laughs> and, and
0: I think, I think that's true. Right. I think, well, and people will say, well, that's very old Testament and blah, blah, quote unquote old Testament. And like that, I'm more of a new Testament person. And I'm like, so do you then believe that when God experienced human life, the, it was easier to em- empathize or do you really see those as two separate gods? Like, Cause that's a whole nother discussion, you know, kind of thing. But did jo- I feel like Jonah did that and he was just wrong. Yeah. Right? But what about I feel if like I Jonah just said, jump yeah, off yeah, boat? Exactly. And then he got put in his place. Right. So yeah, but can go either way. <laughs> yeah. Watch this. <laughs> Jonah,
1: Jonah tried to take himself out of the conversation. That was the ultimate. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. but watch this.
0: Well, I and with was, Abraham, like God was like, go ahead, wear yourself out. Right. Exactly. So, can I find 100 people? Okay, can I find 10 people? Okay, if I can find one person and God's like, just wear your, it's like a toddler. Just wear yourself so, out and then we'll so, talk.
1: <laughs> right. So, basically, Old Testament God had a lot of bad ideas and we had to set God straight. So, it was like Old Testament, we think we we think God was the father and we were the children. It was really the other way around. Well, it was, sometimes it was it was, and it was like it was like it was like taking care of an elderly parent, right? Like, but what's the like, theme over and, and over and over again? Cranky.
0: The theme the over time and time over again time. is, but I'm God and you're not. So, like,
1: I'm the parent.
0: Yes. I'm the parent. You're not. you're
1: not. So, right. But we still, <laughs> but they were still able to change God's mind. Talk yeah. back, God back. Yeah. Well, God. good parents. Noah.
2: Should Noah, Noah should have that. worked a little harder on the. Yeah. I'm that's all sure it, you're yeah. gonna. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know about that. And like, why didn't you bring you know, ups and weasels or whatever along with you?
2: I
1: personally think I think Noah was like the ultimate like introvert who's like, you're getting rid of all the people? I'm not mad at that idea.
0: Yeah, but then you're gonna stick me in this arc with my family for like four Maybe months. Maybe i gotta make-
2: Noah gotta would have thrived during myself. the pandemic, let's just mm. say.
0: There are there are people that are thriving during the pandemic because of yes, that. Like they are. Like, they're living their best life right now. Um, all right, describe a time when you were stuck in your faith, what happened and what would you tell someone who is in that place? Get out. <laughs> like, get out of my office. I can't deal with you right get now. Get <laughs> out of the
2: church. Get outside.
1: Get out. Get if you're so I'm assuming. I so the phrase stuck in your faith. Like, when you say that, Brian, you create, when you say that, what do you mean? Because, because I got some ideas of what that could feel. What, 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 what's the context you're trying to create here? Yeah,
2: I think, I think I hear that in places where people feel like um they're feeling disconnected spiritually disconnected from god there isn't much vitality to their faith or or they feel like they've reached a certain place in their faith and it's kind of plateaued and the energy is kind of low and maybe they're feeling a little disinterested on on the spiritual topics or spiritual practices so
1: right so back to my answer get out and what i mean by get out is not necessarily leave your faith but get out there and explore the other facets that your faith offers or the facets that other faiths offer uh as as well. God God's not limited by one expression of religion of theology of spirituality, right? So if mm-hmm. the one you're in isn't for some reason doing it for you at this point in time, then go go ex- get out and go explore some others and 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 see what else there is out there that might inspire you because because we if if you're if you're doing your faith right you're growing and evolving and 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 I think at some point that 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 growth and expansion within the context of that faith takes you only so far uh, with what you know so you got to get out and go explore some other things so I'm sticking with get out
0: you know, I read a poem um, the other day. Um, I have this book that I absolutely love. You guys probably know it. Um, love Poems from God and Daniel something. He translates all these.
2: Daniel Ladinsky.
0: Yes, Daniel Ladinsky. Thank you. And and it's a beautiful book. Oh, it's a beautiful book. And the first poet in it, I, I've always skipped around. It's been one of those books. It's been on my nightstand for years. It's super worn. And it's been one of those books that you, like, I pick it up and just open a page and start reading and that's been the way that I've done it. And the other day, a couple of days ago, I was feeling a little like, okay, I'm not really doing my spirit. I wasn't necessarily feeling stuck in my faith, but I, my is I wasn't really doing anything. And I just kind of, I was like, I, and so I, I was like, I'm going to start from the beginning and I'm just going to read it through. Ooh. And, um, I'm not, a, am actually not a big poetry person, but I cannot get enough of this book. Mm. And Rabia is the first one. I think I'm saying her name right. I have no idea. She's an Islamic um, poet uh, several decades or several uh, centuries before um, uh, uh, Rumi. And I I don't remember the exact words of the poem, but essentially it was, um, I kept praying and calling God by this formal name and I wasn't getting anywhere. Hmm. And so I decided to, nickname God, right? I decided to make an intimate name for God that was mine. And when I started calling God by that name, like God showed up basically. And it was like, I called God by the wrong name or something, you know, it, it, I'm not saying it even remotely is beautiful, but it's kind of what you're saying, right? Like you've got to change somehow, change your posture, change what you're doing, change. It's not, it's not necessarily the faith that stuck it's it's your response to this Mm. um and that not so much the name that specifically the name of god but like the way i've prayed and what i prayed like if i just shifted that a little it made all the difference in my life i've had that multiple times
2: Mm. and is it okay to be stuck like is that is that a natural part of the faith journey to to hit a hit a lull or a, a a dead spot
0: absolutely life sucks and gets overwhelming.
1: <laughs> I was going to go with, uh, that's the time you, you pause and listen, <laughs> but sure, let's go with life sucks. <laughs> it does. <laughs> listen. I, I'm not arguing with really you on that point.
0: <laughs> so I felt, I, I will I will fully admit this and I'm, I'm removed enough from it that I can talk about it. Like this summer, my life was, um, my home, you know, my my husband and I's relationship was great, but like it was just unraveling, everything was unraveling. And I just couldn't get on solid ground. And I I told my spiritual director, I said, you know, I don't think I've ever experienced God this far away before. Like I felt distance, but like, I I, I am so lost. Like I am so um, consumed, this is a better language. I'm so consumed with all this other anxiety in my life that I, it's so clouded that I can't see.
1: Did you only see uh, one set of footprints in the sand and forget that Bernie was carrying (laughs) me?
0: Mine's, I have this magnet that's, it's the, uh, that's, it's the butt in the sand. And that's when God told me to sit down, you know, (laughs) or that's when God dragged me or whatever. I was like, yeah, that's, that mean, you know.
2: So we were, uh, we were watching a nostalgic eighties movie with the kids, uh, Teen Wolf last over the weekend god and uh michael j fox's buddy in high school is named styles and he's always wearing t-shirts with different sayings on them and one, i think one of the first ones was life sucks then you die yeah.
0: yeah or as my professor once said in the middle of class life's a bitch and then you die <laughs> like in the middle of seminary i was like yeah i'm in the right place i'm good <laughs> wow
2: wow would not have been heard at my seminary
0: yeah probably not um, by the way, we spent an entire day with our oldest daughter watching Cobra Kai and all the karate movies the other day. And I felt like I was so winning as a parent.
2: Yes. <laughs> Do you recommend? I haven't watched Cobra Kai yet.
0: I mean, listen, it's cheesy as hell. And yeah. absolutely, you should watch oh, it listen, all. You but I love
2: Karate Kids.
0: So. <laughs> exactly. Watch all of it. It's, a, it's yeah.
1: I think when you watch it, you'll realize how bad Karate Kid really Oh, my God. Was. It's
0: horrible. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs>
1: I've only I've only I, I logged season one of Cobra Kai. I have not been able to bring myself to watch season two yet because I'm like mm, they they, uh, they lost You got
2: me. you got the idea with season one. Yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I was
2: like, So
0: I so that. okay so pray differently I think this is this is a great question, Brian actually like pray differently, um move, you know, move in whatever way, right? Ogan like yeah. whether it's emotionally or mentally or even physically, you know, what so both of those kind of have to do with change, you know, changing yourself, changing the way you're doing something. Um Brian, do you have any thoughts? Like what's your recommendation?
2: Well, I, I agree with what you all have said. I think um hearing different voices for me is always helpful, which is why I love pub theology kinds of gatherings because you, you know, you're interacting with people who have different life experiences and maybe come from different different faith traditions. And that helps sort of jog something, but you can do that also by reading different books, as you both mentioned as well, you know, taking in different voices, different experiences. It can be a book from a different religion and it can really impact you. You know, Shannon was talking about Sufi poetry and how it can really, you know, speak that love language of faith that I think transcends any one religion. So. Yeah, find different voices. To me, that that's a big one.
1: Or, or the other option, which Shannon you alluded to with the the butt print in the sand, which also, I think, uh, connects to to the next question of when a person says they don't know what to believe anymore. What do you say to them? The other option is don't do anything. Just sit with it. Sit in the yeah. void. Sit that's in good. the nothingness. Sit in the uncertainty. don't have to have an answer and i think part of our human condition is we don't like not knowing and and we don't like uncertainty and and when we don't have certainty we feel we're stuck because we're not moving in some direction um that that the whole part of the 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 whole premise of of buddhism is is you just sit and be quiet and listen as long as it it, it takes, you know, feel what's going on in your body. Uh, you know, what, what is, what is that telling you or not telling you be okay with not being okay. Um, and, and that's, that's hard for us humans, but, but beyond the get out, that's probably, mm. you know, at this point, what I would say to most people, like, it's okay not to know, just sit down. Absolutely. Be yeah, I
0: love
2: it. that.
1: And don't go anywhere with it.
2: I love that. And, so yeah, how it do, do it. how do you think these connect the um, not knowing what to if someone says, I don't know what to believe anymore? Mm-hmm. How closely related to is that statement to the feeling stuck in your faith? Or can they, are they a little separate?
0: So can I also say this, that that um, this has come out of my mouth so many times and people have said it to me that I've very much appreciated is then let let me carry that for you right now so Mm. give yourself permission to not have to fix it move on believe the way you're supposed to blah 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 let me do that for you i will i will hold the belief and the faith and all of that right now and and you just take that pressure off yourself right um and i and that does multiple things um And, and that's, you know, that's biblical and everything else. But um, I I once had a a woman in, um, uh, again, another woman, she was a different woman, Um, but she was going through cancer treatments and she was just consumed with anxiety that she was going to leave her family. And this was going to be the end of her and whatever. And she and her best friend worked out a system where on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, her best friend would worry for her. Mm. And on Tuesday, Thursday, and the weekend, she got to worry about that thing. And it, it was enough to let her have permission of, you know what, today is not my day to worry about that. Yeah. And I thought that's just beautiful. And, you know, there was enough trust there and whatever. And, and I think as a pastor, or even as, you know, leaders in our church are very, really good friends to say, let, let me hold this even with you, you know, let let's be companions on this journey together.
2: Yeah, does that really
0: work, though? Honestly, yes. For me, it does absolutely. I, I,
2: I wondered too, Ogan. I wouldn't be able to say, "Oh, today's my day off from worrying." Awesome. I
0: mean... You know, I, and I wonder, and I don't mean to be stereotypical in this in any way, but I wonder if that has to do with um, women in community versus men in community.
1: It might. It it might be a guy thing. We might because we to shut it off.
0: At least with my female friends, we have that ability to um to, I, I don't know. There's it's I don't know. I can't explain it. And I don't want to yeah. get it too far into these gendered yeah, ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it works for me.
1: The the thing I've I've said along those <clears throat> lines to some people is like, you know, borrow, borrow my belief. Right? You may not believe in yourself or your capacity to do a thing. Mm. Borrow my belief in you. So so I've I've gone that way but I know just shutting down worry concern is is not uh it is it uh, I'll speak for myself it ain't that easy for me um right. so even if somebody says they're gonna worry on my behalf my thought is oh great now there's two of us worrying
0: no 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 and that's just not I mean by the way let me be clear that's just not anybody saying that right it's not anybody coming to you and saying I'm praying for you you know this is your intimate partner right. that you know in some sure. whatever. Um, you know, I think about the way we love ourselves and the way we love each other and a person that, um, for whatever, like maybe it's depression, whose voice is saying you're unlovable and you're, you know, whatever. And to have an external person say, but I love you. And if you're unlovable, like but yeah. don't you trust, you know, do you trust me? And so lean on that trust, right? Yeah. Lean on the fact that I love you or, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that until you can believe that you're lovable yeah. again. Yeah,
1: that that's, that's very helpful in helping them to rewrite the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I 100% agree with that. And I think it's also important to remind them that rewriting the narrative is still their work
0: yes oh absolutely you know, like i and, can't carry that forever right, right. you know
1: uh, and and, uh, and i can always, love
0: you forever yeah. i can't carry that right, for you right. forever and you always
1: know? be and we always be mindful of the time and place we remind them that it's their work to do <laughs> we just, <laughs> well we just don't keep throwing that out
0: <laughs> and that's something we say a lot um and then brian i'll let you talk that's what we say a lot about um like people that are people that are on the edge of recovery or going through recovery of uh, You know, like whether it's alcohol or drugs or, you know, what whatever it is to say, you know, also, I can't save you. I can walk with you, but you have to save yourself and God has to save you. You know, that that's, that's your all's work. Like I can walk with you, but I can't save you. And we've got to be able to take that pressure off ourselves. Yes.
1: Yes. And not feel like we failed also if they failed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I would say when someone says, I don't know what to believe anymore, to me, that that's a can often be a real positive because it means you've come to that place of unknowing. And to me, that that's a beautiful place to be. It might be uncomfortable, but it's a place that forces you to stretch your faith and your ability to trust in the unknown, which I think really is at the heart of of, of real faith. And it's often when we think we know, What to believe that our faith can actually be more fragile because it's dependent on all these certainties and all these things we've been handed. When you get to that place of unknowing, that's when you begin to have to own things and wrestle through things that maybe you haven't before. And so I I like to hear this from people.
0: Yeah. And that's a really good point of the deconstruction, right? Whether it's the deconstruction of how we were raised or the belief we're supposed to have or all the answers, right? And Um, you hear that from wise people as they get older which is like the wisdom of old age is I know nothing and I don't care that's the wisdom of old age
2: yeah and it's okay (laughs) I don't know when it's okay not
0: that I know everything
1: I thought it was I could say what it I thought it was I could yeah I could I could say whatever the
0: it's and and it I I think there's a uh, even in being able to come forward and say, you know, I don't know anything anymore, or whatever, or I, I'm stuck, or the willingness to speak that out loud means you've already done something. You've already moved yourself from that place. You've already sought help. Like that's amazing, you know. It
1: it, it, it takes a certain sense of humility to say things like that out loud. Again, human condition of like admitting we don't know, admitting yeah. we're in a place of uncertainty. People tell me they don't know what to believe anymore. I was like, great, don't believe anything. <laughs> it's, it's Just okay. stop it's, for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to stop. It's okay to not believe anything right now. <laughs> just yeah. being that. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I think it's helpful for people to hear their pastor or spiritual leader affirm that place because I think many folks, uh, including me, were raised in a setting where that wasn't okay at all. Like you had to know exactly yes. what you believed, and there wasn't space for question or doubt.
0: Yeah. yeah, and even I mean this, this that is very true in faith, right? And I grew up in a Southern Baptist church where there were answers, and if you disagreed with those answers, you were just wrong. You weren't, you weren't on a journey like you were wrong. Yeah, you exactly. were in, you so were on the prayer were. list. Right, exactly, right. and not the good prayer list. No, you know, not the, you.
2: you
1: the, there you, were two. You, <laughs> you, you needed to know what what to believe, but here's what it is.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And then they'll say things like you need to experience that. And you're like, but you just told me like what? <sighs> you know, <laughs> it just it's so infuriating. Yeah. But I I I was gonna say something else and can't remember.
2: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but what, what about
0: oh anyway, I, I do think it's um I think it's a beautiful you know what, to be honest, as a pastor. I'm just thankful anybody comes to me and wants to talk to me about their faith, even, and, and you don't even have to be a prisoner, but like in a bar or in a, you know, when we used to do such things or, you know, a text message or whatever it is, like, I'm just so grateful to be able to be present for people that like, and we're so, we're so scared, you know, we're so ashamed of feelings like this, thoughts like this. And we, so we what's been be.
1: what's been really fun to see this play out in real time is the uh, QAnon believers. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> who are who are who are struggling with the deconstruction right now. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not laughing. It's
0: everything I have in me.
1: <laughs> I mean, the other day simply I I mean, I I posted this the other day. I'm like, "Listen, be kind to these folks, right? Because their world is unraveling right now." And, and if we don't be a safe space for them, they're going to run into the arms of some other conspiracy crack, crack bot sort of situation, Mm. you know, sort of deal. But but this is what's happening. And, 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 you know, the favorite, uh, my, my favorite post was somebody who was like, Uh, like I'm struggling to believe that we all just got played like this. I'm like,
0: yeah, but that's what happened. (laughs) Did you read the list of things they believed? You're struggling. No, but it's it's like watching a friend go out with like somebody who's really bad for them, right? Yes. And in the end and they're sad and you're going, this was always gonna happen. Like this was so predictable. How did you not see this? And yet you have to sit there and go, I'm so sorry. You know? It also,
2: yeah, and it also reminds me of the the folks who, in the past, have made predictions about the return of Christ, right. and then when it doesn't happen, they they either rationalize it, make a new date, or they say, well, actually, he came, but in secret, and he's here, but in a way that we can't physically see him. And it's kind of that was happening with QAnon. Well, well, they didn't overturn it, uh, and the storm didn't happen. But on this date now, Trump is going to, you know, activate. You know all these things, and then well, hey, Congress one, will be arrested. One, it's one like, new
1: line. One new line as a conspiracy. Is that is that Biden is actually part of it now? yes like, Bi- Biden is Biden is actually on the side. It was
2: never Trump. It was always Biden.
1: Exactly. 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 So
0: you know. all I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I can't. It's too much. I just. It's it's a little. I will fully admit this, and I apologize if anybody out there is in our listeners but like it's a little like scientology for me that i'm like i just gotta put you in a separate little container and i'm not gonna dig too hard in it or i will lose all faith but, in humanity
1: but, but here's here's <laughs> but here's the thing and why i feel as uh as as much as we joke about it is really vital for us to to have have this perspective is because like I didn't really realize, for example, how many people in for lack of a better term, uh mainstream, mm-hmm. what we would think level headed thinking churches and congregations are, yeah. were were either as much as a toe in or like waist deep in this QAnon stuff. And like we
0: may not have believed the sex ring and the aliens but the whole biden would never be inaugurated we kind of did believe you know
1: right so there was so 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 i i it's weird but it's almost like you know we say no with the pandemic like you know there isn't anyone who hasn't been affected or touched by the pandemic either we know somebody who's caught covid died from covid or is sick with covid or we know somebody who knows somebody like like it is within it's this QAnon thing is kind of like the same way I'm, I'm beginning to realize that that so many people who we wouldn't have thought would be mm-hmm. able to believe um you know back to that question it's when you don't know what to believe anymore what do you start believing right um it's it's I, I find it fascinating and and I'm beginning to realize that whether or not they they you know uh, got into it because of um, the seemingly innocent save the children idea and, mm-hmm. and trying to fight sex trafficking and the guys under which it was presented or whatever, uh, that that real people's lives and yeah. innocent people's lives have been like severely affected by this, and and now they are they don't know what to do themselves and their family members as well some of them who may have rejected them before are either not willing to bring them back or welcome them back or don't know, know, they didn't know what to do with them when they went down the QAnon spiral. Now they don't know what to do with them when, now that right. they're struggling uh, as as well. So so like there's, there's some place of s- sympathy and empathy for, for both sides of that.
0: But doesn't it speak in some way to our hunger? For something more, for something uh, like and a need out to, there, and a need to belong, to belong, right? Like that's to me where that's where I can have empathy, and you know, that's where I can get there. Is to say, you know, I get the desire to want to belong to something bigger. I, I, I would have hoped you would have been more picky about what you chose, but, but I, I think that is. another like there's so many but another great example of how this life that we're living this american life that we're living is deeply unsatisfying spiritually and so we're just looking for anything whether that's white supremacy whether that's this crazy massive you know anonymous theory like whatever it is we're just we're so desperate for something
2: yeah and what gave me a little empathy on all of this was thinking about it in a sports analogy like you're a fan of a team and when you're watching a game that you're really invested in you will hold on to hope that you can win that game until the very you know sometimes beyond when it's already right. clearly decided like i was watching the um, bill's chiefs game and the Bills were trying to make a rally late. They inexplicably went for two when kicking right. the extra point would have kept them within. And then they got the onside kick and it's like, you're just holding on to, but if right. we do this and then that, and it was kind of like, they were like, yeah, we lost, but if there's a way to bend the rules a little, we'll be okay with that. Cause our team will still win.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And the problem I have with that analogy is there's a difference between as I just said, a a sports game, which I I love, right? I genuinely do love, but really in the end doesn't mean anything Yes. versus this, which, you know, whatever. But again, like I said, I would have hoped they would have been a little more picky, but I, I just, I do think, you know, and I think this pandemic has shed light on that, that we, um, we need each other, we want each other, we want community so desperately,
2: mm.
0: and and that we're not very good at it, you know? And that the people that have had established community through this process have have been okay. I mean, y'all, I have so much community, like here in town, friend, like different friends groups and whatever, and I'm still struggling this badly. I can't imagine somebody who didn't really have that, yeah, you know? For sure. And, and, and I think it just, all of this speaks to that. I just think it was a perfect storm, for lack of a better term. Oh. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs>
2: say, nice. I, I You're it saying all. it's not too late? You
0: know, but I I do. I think this pandemic and, you know, mm. it just, it all came together and it yeah, was yeah. just ripe for that kind of thing. So, God bless them. <laughs>
2: <bless> <laughs> Everyone. Bless their hearts.
0: God bless them.
2: <sighs> well, I think yeah. we've arrived at our destination.
0: You have. Arrived.
2: We're somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where, but we're somewhere.
0: Isn't that the point, Ogan? Just let it be. Just let it be. That's what I'm saying.
1: I don't know where. Somewhere. <laughs>
2: good thank you friends for tuning in to pub theology live you can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on patreon get access to extended interviews with special guests and of course before and after show banter visit patreon.com slash pt live to get started and a big thank you to our current sponsors our current patrons You can also connect and spread the word on social media using hashtag PTLive. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts. And you can watch live on Facebook, Tuesdays around 4.30. And if you'd like to find and or create a Pup Theology gathering in your town, visit puptheology.com. Until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing.
0: trying to find that poem so i'm going to post it in the comments of the thing but i (laughs) i have reached my maximum number of devices to access my kindle so (laughs) there it is because I haven't deleted devices, you know, because uh, I've had this book since Kindle existed, you know. Yeah, so, love it. Um, and I couldn't, I, I tried, I got distracted for a minute in the middle. Thank you for guys picking the question up because I was trying to do a search for it. it it's such a beautiful poem, but I, I can't get it on my phone or my computer, so I'm going to have to delete some of devices. Um, but anyway.
1: All right, I got to go get dinner because...
2: Yeah, it yeah.
0: thing. Too. great
2: to see you guys.
0: You too. We'll That's talk dope. to you next week. Catch you next time.